Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we want to welcome you with a hearty welcome to episode 42 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And with uh, us uh, staying at home a lot, I hope you've been able to get the word out to a lot of your friends and family to tune into the podcast. Dr. Merritt did a great job. I know my own wife just loved that thing last week and shared it with all her friends. So do that as you uh, listen, share it with your friends in whatever uh, uh, social media you're on, get it out there. And uh, it'd be an awesome opportunity to let the Word of God just uh, pour over the over the internet waves, and uh, that would be neat. Um, well, you know, we all need help in our families, and and thank the Lord we haven't been left without direction. That's why when we need help, we can turn to the Book of Proverbs, and I've done it many times as a parent, as a husband, uh, as a as a man, and uh, just seeing what the Book of Proverbs has to say. And what's always interesting to me is people will always say, well, the Bible has nothing to say about that. I said, oh, yes, it does. And the many a times I'll turn them to the, the book of Proverbs. But uh, Pastor Tommy, I was a youth director for many years, probably about eight years of my life. And inevitably, I would have parents come to me, and they would say something about how they want to change their ornery, rebellious children into these God-loving, uh, wonderful, soul-winning you know, believers that are just going to turn the world upside down. And uh, I would help. And I came to realize more and more that the earlier you take your child by the hand and sometimes by the shoulder mm. and move them to where they need to be, the better it'll be. So, um, you know, it, it gets, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't get easier. Mm. It doesn't get easier as, as children get older. Uh, I've been a parent for about 35 years now. And I will tell you, brother, there have been some trying times. But the great thing is, as a parent, there have been some incredible, glorious, mm. wonderful times, too. But we found out as a early as children, excuse me, as parents of children at an early age, the foundations of how our children are brought up starts started with us in their earliest times. Mm, mm. So uh, I think that's what we're going to look at in the Book of Proverbs yeah. today. Yeah, Proverbs certainly gives us some wisdom as to how to raise our kids in a way that honors God. So let me ask you a question, Trey. Yes, you said you've been a parent for about thirty-five years, right? I have. Your oldest son is Ivy, a church planter in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. So thirty-five years as a parent. How many years have you been in ministry? Let's see here. I was in. I've been in ministry longer than that because yeah. I was in ministry starting in nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, that was sixty-five years ago. Wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> give or take, <laughs> give or take a, a yeah. moment or two. Yeah, yeah. I, I vaguely remember the eighties, but not probably like you do. Mm. So, so no way. <laughs> you've been a parent for thirty-five years. You've been in ministry longer than that. Here's the question: Which one was harder, ministry or parenting? Or is harder. You're still doing both. Ministry or parenting? I think with children, there's an end. With ministry, <laughs> there is no end. You know, in other words, when they, you know, you release them when yeah, they're going to be adults. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I just think the rewards for both were great. I, yeah. I guess if I had to choose, I would say, um, which was the hardest, you mm-hmm. said? Ministry is definitely harder. I, I really? really think so. Really? Yeah, yeah, I really do. But, huh. Now the parents, I mean, there are some really tough times. Yeah, but, uh, that's but, interesting. But, because I would say, without doubt, for me, um, 
and maybe I've just been blessed to be in some very good ministry situations, <laughs> I would say without a doubt, parenting has been much harder than ministry. Ministry has had its trying days. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I could always go home and get away from the people who were bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going, but brother. in parenting, I go home and my kids are still there. <laughs> they ain't going anywhere. And it's oh, tough, man. man. I mean, seriously, in all, in all seriousness, I mean, I think of, of things that, that I've, I've done over the course of my life, right? And mm. things have been challenging, like ministry or like higher education or different things I've been involved with over, over the course of my life. I've been, I've been involved in some challenging things, but nothing in my life has been both as rewarding as parenting mm-hmm. and at the same time as challenging as parenting. You think about, man, man, I am in a home every day and, and, and you are too or were when your, your kids were at home. In a home with kids, every single day, they have a different will than I have. Mm-hmm. They have different ideas about life than I have. Yes. They have, have, have different goals for their lives than what I have for their lives sometimes. And, and man, it, it, it's hard. It's hard, right? There's a lot of good, a lot of, I, I wouldn't change it for anything, but it's challenging. And, and it's and not only is it challenging, but what I've discovered for me as a father is that it is very humbling mm. that I realize on a daily basis I don't have all the answers. And there are some days, Trey, and you probably felt this way too and maybe still feel this way. There are some days as a parent, like I'm thinking, I'm the best parent in the world. Oh, I yeah. got this thing figured out. Man, nailed, my man. kids are doing awesome. Down. And then the next day something happens and I'm the worst parent in the world. You know? I mean, that's just this seems to be the way it <laughs> what works. What did I do wrong? And so, yeah, you think about it right now with this uh, COVID crisis that we're still in the midst of. And, and for many of us, we're at home now even more with mm-hmm. our families, with our, our spouses and our kids. And so I think the encouragement we're going to receive from Proverbs today about parenting probably comes at a, a very timely moment mm-hmm. because some of us need some hope because we've been locked up with our kids for a few weeks now and we're about to go nuts. Yeah, I think just just knowing that there is answers right, and knowing that you can move forward. It might, and initially, you know, working a kid through anything is tough. Yeah. And working as parents through anything is tough, but you got to know that there is an answer out there. There's there is answer. hope out there. Yeah, and I want people to hear that, right? Because Amen. because because if you're a parent like me with young children, uh, there are days that feel rather hopeless. Mm. You're wondering if you're getting through to your kids. Mm. You're wondering if they're ever going to learn. You're wondering if they're ever going to follow Jesus like you want them to follow Jesus. And maybe some of us who are listening have some kids that are, are just downright rebellious, and mm-hmm. we wonder, we worry about their future, right? Yeah. But but just the the, uh, the reminder from God's word what you said, Trey, that there is hope. There is always hope. As long as we have breath mm-hmm. in our lungs, there is hope. Amen. I agree. Well, Pastor Tommy, we're going to, this is like I said, we were week five of Proverbs. So today, why don't we call this three ways to be a great parent? A great parent. A great parent. Because we all Not want just to be great parent. parents. No, Amen. great parents. Yeah. Yeah. What we got? All right. Number one, and I love this one. Train your children to love the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a couple of Proverbs. One, Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 says this, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge uh, the rooms are, are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. By wisdom a house is built. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of wisdom to, to raise a family well, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you've got kids who are all grown yeah. and all following Jesus and involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of wisdom to raise a family well. And so, you know, just a reminder for those of us who are parents, we need some wisdom, oh, right? Boy, we need we. wisdom to do it well. Wow. And, and, 
And we don't need worldly wisdom because worldly wisdom says, follow your dreams, pursue Mm -hmm. your goals, be the best you that you can be, and all those kinds of things. There's nothing wrong with having dreams or goals, but we need some godly wisdom that, that, that continually tells us to keep our eyes on Jesus, that God has a greater plan and purpose for your life than what this world has for you. That's the wisdom that we need to build our house upon, right? And so you think about just foundationally, Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, by wisdom a house is built, and we need that wisdom. And then you have this proverb that many of us as parents cling to, right? Proverbs 22, 6 says this, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Now, Trey, let me ask you this question, and you, you probably know this because you've been in ministry for a long time. You, you've studied the Bible uh, a, a good bit of your life. Train up your child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Is that a promise? I think that's uh, <laughs> children are going to make their own decisions, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, gosh, I don't see how you can think that every child is always going to be right. exactly what they were supposed to be in the Lord, no matter how well you raised them. Right. So when you look at Proverbs, um, there there are, are um, statements like this, mm-hmm. right? There, there are more principles than they are promises, and what I mean by that is, generally speaking, these things are true, mm-hmm. right? Generally speaking, when you train up your child in the ways of the Lord, generally speaking, when he gets older, he will not depart from that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, then that, that's kind of common sense. If you don't train your child in the ways of the Lord, he's not going mm-hmm. to walk with the Lord probably, right? But if you train your child in the Lord, there's a pretty good chance, right? Generally speaking, it is true that when you train your child up in the ways of the Lord, he's going to walk by faith or she's going to walk by faith. They're not going to depart from the faith. Now, they, mm-hmm. you know this, right, because you've probably seen it maybe even in the lives of your kids. I'm not really sure. But but we might see times of rebellion oh, where yeah. they stray away from yes. the Lord. But isn't it true that for a lot of kids that, that grew up in the church and, and grew up in the faith and whose parents were consistent with them in the faith, that over time, even when they rebelled, they came back to mm-hmm. what they knew to be true. So there's a lot of hope, I think, in this verse, right? That man, if you train up a child in the ways of the Lord, generally speaking, that child is not going to depart. He, he's going to have his mind. She's going to have her mind set on Christ. If you and I, if we've done our job to raise them in the ways of the Lord, right? So, so man, train your children to love the king. And what that means, right, is that we as parents have to love the king. Amen to that. That's you know, right. I mean, your parents, your kids are going to typically value what you value. And, 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 and just the reality is that what they see in you, they're in some ways going to imitate. Now, this is really interesting. And I, I want to explain this because, um, in, in the Hebrew language, that, that phrase that we translate in our English Bibles, mm-hmm. train up, mm-hmm. it's very closely connected to an Arabic phrase. And in the Arabic language, this this phrase that's connected to this Hebrew phrase, it, it describes in, in the language rubbing the palate of a newborn child with a date mixture, right, uh, to, to teach that newborn how to suck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to, to eat, right? Right. And so it, it literally means to give that child a taste of something good to motivate that child to eat. To take mm-hmm. in what it needs for nourishment, right? And so you think about train up. So, so keep that image in mind. Train up. It's giving our children a taste for something good. Mm-hmm. Something good. Specifically, a walk with the Lord. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Yeah. I think I think as a as a parent, uh, typically we as pastors 
are are accused of having terrible children. You know, <laughs> and uh, we do, and, and, right? <laughs> and we all we always say it's because they run around with the deacons' kids. Yeah, right. But, right. <laughs> but but truthfully, you know, um, my concern has always been I want to be the same person at home that I am yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. They don't see a daddy at church that's acting and preaching one way and going yeah. home and then doing a living a whole different lifestyle. And uh, my concern is that we. Uh, you know, we talk about our church people being hypocrites, but many times we are as well. Yeah. We tell people to be kind yeah. and gentle yeah. and, and full of grace, and yet with our kids, we're not kind and that's gentle right. and full that's of grace. That's right, that's right. So, and, so then that's the question. How do we give our kids a taste for something good, right? Yeah. So you think about Psalm 34, 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is every one of us who are parents, we are developing in our children a taste for something. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Uh, I mean, whatever you value is what you're going to promote in your home. Whatever is most important to you is what you are going to, to tell your children, hey, this is what you need to pursue. So we're giving our children a taste for something. For some of us, it's saying, you know what? Wealth and success, that's what's good. I want to give you a taste of that, right? Mm-hmm. Or sports, I want you to be the best athlete you can be. I'm going to give you a taste of that. I'm going to invest time in, in developing your athletic skills or, or education. That's what we value in our home. And I want to give you a taste of that, what it looks like to, to make good grades and be successful at school. And so so we all are giving our kids a taste of something. There, there's mm-hmm. something we're rubbing on the palates of their mouths saying, man, you got to have more of this. You got to have more of this. I'm going to push you uh, to, to have more of this, right? And what the Proverbs would teach us, right? What God would teach us from his word is give your kids a taste for the goodness of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And if you're going to help your kids to taste and see that the Lord is good, you've got to be convinced of that. You've got to be convinced as a parent that, man, there is nothing better in life than Jesus himself. And that's what I want to focus my kids' attention on is the goodness of God and learning to delight in him, right? Train up a child in the way of the Lord, not the way of the world, but in the way of the Lord, and he will not depart when he gets older. What I've had many times is parents will come to me and say, you know, well, I brought my child to church every week. Yeah, yeah. And somehow... That was the answer. And so I trained him up right. Yeah. You know, and I always have to go back and say, well, you know, it's not a matter of coming to church. Thank God you brought him to church. But it's so much more. Yeah. It's how we respond to things. It's what they see in our everyday life. How they, uh, how you know, Daddy works through the works through these things. Yeah. How when Mom and Dad do have a disagreement, that we get over it, and we love each yeah. other, and we yeah. apologize, yeah. and all those things. They want to see authenticity at home. That's right. That's and right. that is so important. Right. And that, I think that gives them a taste. Absolutely. I think my children want to. They don't want everything that we have. You know, they want to be their own home. Mm-hmm. But my children are able to say. That's the I want a relationship like my mom and dad. Yeah, had. that's right. Not that's perfect, right. but loving and caring and graceful. That's right. So. That's right. And think about a couple more proverbs along those regards. Proverbs fourteen twenty six says this: In the fear of the Lord, one mm. has strong I confidence. I love this one. Yeah, and his children will have a refuge. Place to go back to, man. Yeah. When ah. when you fear mm. God and walk in faith, right? Your children always have a safe place yeah. in your home because it's a place where God is honored and God is revered and mm-hmm. it's in, in, in a very real way under the protection of the grace and mercy of God. When you walk in the fear of the Lord, it's a safe place for your children. Amen. Right? Think about this one. I like this one too. Proverbs 27. The righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. Wow. Isn't that good? When you walk in faith, when you keep your eyes on Jesus, when you walk in integrity, man— it is a blessing to generations to come. Your children, your grandchildren, they are blessed by your integrity because they see with their own eyes faithfulness lived out and mm-hmm. the difference that it makes in, in the lives of people. 
That's right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's key. That's key. So train your children to love the king. Amen. Number two, uh, correct your children. And that's usually where we stop. Yeah. With, yeah. With grace and love. Correct your children with grace and love. Now, I don't even have to read this proverb to you. I mean, everybody would agree with this proverb. You don't need the Bible to tell you this. I'm glad it does, right? I mean, yeah. but, but this is just kind of common sense. Listen to what Proverbs 22, 15 says. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. Every kid is foolish. Oh, that's for right? sure. We were all there. We, we, and, and a lot of us adults are still foolish, right? But <laughs> folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Mm. Now, I know that contextually we use this verse a lot to talk about spanking our kids, and, what, and I, I don't want to get into that conversation. But what he does say, what Solomon does say, the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Mm. Discipline is so important in, in the lives of children to help them to become who God wants them to be. Now, you know this, Trey, that word discipline at its root is what word? Disciple. Disciple, mm-hmm. right? And, and isn't that the ultimate goal of parenting? Not to simply correct bad behavior, but to help our children become fully surrendered followers of Jesus. Amen. And so every time we have an opportunity to discipline, we need to remember the root of that word, disciple, because our primary goal as parents is to disciple our kids. Mm-hmm. Discipleship, that's what we want in our homes. We want our kids to obey, mm-hmm. right? But we're after much more than behavior oh, modification. Yeah. Oh, yeah, much more. Well, you, you can spank your kids all day long and get them to do what you want, but that, that's not the goal. The goal isn't simply behavior modification so they so that they, now watch this, so that they live conform to your will. Mm-hmm. That's what most of us want yeah, as parents. that's exactly right. We, we want our kids to conform to our will, to do what I say when I say it, because I'm your mom, I'm your dad, and you need to listen to me, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we want our kids to respect our, our, our God-given authority. We want our kids to be respectful of, of their parents and all those things. But, man, it's not about conforming kids to our will. It's about conforming our kids to the will of God, mm-hmm. discipline, discipleship. I mean, that's at the root of it. And if you're going to disciple your kid, it does take much grace and love. And so so you think about, you know, correcting your children, correct them for sure, but correct them with grace and love. And so so what it might look like in your home might be similar to what it looks like in our home, that that every time we have uh, the responsibility to discipline our kids, we're going to debrief every single time. Every time. Every single time. Every time. I'm not just going to give my child a consequence for their actions without debriefing them and saying, okay, here's what went wrong. Here's what honors the Lord. Let's think about this, and not only let's think about it, but let's pray mm-hmm. and ask God to help us to make exactly. a wiser choice next time. That's, I think, and, and none of us do it perfectly, but but you've got to have that time with your child that when they do mess up and you correct them, that you take the time uh, to, to debrief and talk through what happened and and extend in that moment the grace of God. You are forgiven if you'll if you'll ask God to forgive you. And 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 listen, we can pray about this and ask God to help us to to live next time in a way that honors Him and not make this same mistake. And so just always bringing it back to 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 how we need to respond to Jesus in those moments. I think is super important. So. Correct your kids, mm-hmm. but correct them in a way that points them to Jesus. We're not after simply behavior modification. Mm-hmm. We're after a change of the heart. Exactly. And, and changing the heart, you and I can't do it, Trey. Only God can. And, and God does that as we extend in that moment of correction much grace and love, which is difficult because as parents, we we all have—, have, have um, the desire to see our kids obey, and, and we all, I think, at times just kind of lose our temper, get angry, mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And so it takes a lot of uh, prayer on our parts. God, help me as a parent to be patient, 
to be gentle like Jesus is gentle, to be gracious and loving, to not respond out of anger, but to respond with truth and to see every moment of correction as a moment of discipleship where I can Amen. point my kids back to the grace of Jesus. You know, I thought uh, as a, uh, if I just uh, disciplined my child enough, that would be enough. And I recognized that I had to just uh, do the process of discipline. Yeah. It was almost talking about the word discipline. It had to be discipline for me as well. Yeah. So there were times I didn't want to discipline my child because it's going to mess up my life. Yeah. You know, I had yeah. things to do. But it was a process, yeah. so it was an it was an ordeal for me to sit them down and make sure that they were becoming the people of God that I wanted them to be, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was forgiveness and all those things going on that made such a difference uh, when when that time came, yeah. and it, I cried when I, when I disciplined my children. I I had a heart to just die. I, I that was the last thing I wanted yeah. to do. And yet we had to at times. So, yeah, yeah it is hard. about bringing them up in Christ. Yeah, exactly. but you think about it, this is exactly what Jesus, Jesus does for us. Mm-hmm. He disciplines. Hebrews 12 talks about this, that, that God disciplines those he loves mm-hmm. just like a father disciplines his child, mm-hmm. right? So just discipline is just part of the growth experience. And so learning how, and, and none of us do it perfectly. I, I'm, I sure do not do it perfectly. Uh, but just getting in the habit of, Understanding that discipline is about discipleship. Amen. I like it's about that. heart change more than it is behavior modification. And I need to remember that on a daily basis. That more than I want my kids to do what I want them to do, mm-hmm. I need to want them to do what God wants mm-hmm. them to do. Amen. Amen. Um, well, number three, you ready to move on? Ready to move on. All right. Number three, help your children to honor their parents. Yeah. So we know this, right? Ten commands. That, that one of the commands is honor your father and mother, right? And, and, and you think about some of the Proverbs that speak to this very thing. Proverbs fifteen twenty: a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his Yikes. mother, right? Wow. Despises, resent, does not consider her instruction as, as worthy of anything, but worthless, right? You think about uh, Proverbs twenty twenty: if one curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. Proverbs twenty three twenty five. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Mm-hmm. We want our kids to grow up honoring their parents because that's what God wants. God mm-hmm. wants our children to honor the authority that he's established in the home. And how do we do that? How do we help our kids to learn to honor us, right? You think about Proverbs 1, 8, and 9, where Solomon says to his son, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. How do we help our kids to see that what mommy and daddy are saying is actually good for them? Good question. How do we get there? You got an answer? <laughs> you're, you're the pro. You've been parenting longer than I have. Uh, it just, you know, I, I think, um, the idea again, going back to what I always said, you wanted to be that kind of parent in front of them that you were all the time. Consistency is so important. Love and grace is important. There were times that my children thought I was going to discipline for instance, and I, and was mercy. I said, no, we're not going to do that this time, but you just demonstrate what it means to be uh, a follower of Christ, even in your child discipline. So it Um, takes a lot of patience, right? Wow. You're not kidding. We've got to see parenting as a long-term responsibility more than we see it as a short-term mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, that some of us are just trying to survive, right? And I think especially right now during this COVID crisis when most of us are at home a little bit more, we're just trying to get through the day. Yeah, Let me survive, and I'll do what I got to do today. I will punish. I'll give consequences just to get some peace around the house. That's mm-hmm. short-term thinking, right? Long-term thinking is I've got to have my child's <clears> – <throat> 
my child's future in mind mm-hmm. and, and, and what God wants them to be. So it's, it's patient, patient. Even in those moments that are tense, I need to be patient. Remember, this is a long-term game and not a short-term game. So mm-hmm. lots of patience and being consistent. I mean, I'm sure you learned that over the last 35 years of parenting, that you just got to be a man or a woman of your word, that mm-hmm. do what you say you're going to do, be consistent, and, and be consistent with the discipline, the correction, be consistent in the, exactly. in the disciplines of spending time in the Word with your family. Be consistent, and that consistency over time is going to pay off, mm-hmm. right? Now, we're not seeing the fruit of consistency yet because we still have young children, but yeah. I'm trusting that we're going to see over time the consistency that we're trying to exhibit in the home that is going to pay off in the long term, mm-hmm. right? And you've seen that. You've seen consistency pay off. Oh, yeah, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. And again, just being gracious, we've talked about this already, but but at the end of the day, I've got to remember that kids are kids, right? That kids are going to do dumb things. Kids are going to mess up. Kids aren't always going to live up to, to my expectations. I've got to be gracious. They're going to be, they're going to be all right. Train up a child in the way of the Lord, and when he gets old, he will not depart. So being consistent, being patient, being gracious, and like we talked about when we started the episode, Trey, just being hopeful. There is hope, friends. There is, there hope. is hope. And so if you're listening today and you feel like you're at your wit's end with your children, Go back to these Proverbs. Think through the Word of God. Think about what God's done in your own life, right? There is always hope. Do not give up. Amen. You know, as a parent, Kelly and I went to, before we were even married, this sounds funny, but we went to some adoptions, how to raise your children. Because mm. we wanted to make sure that if, you know, when we got married, that we we knew how to raise our children. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't even have children until several years after we were married. But, you know, the whole thing was is that it is a, it is a process for a parent to Absolutely. be a good. I think one person once put it this way. You're not raising children. You're raising child raisers. Mm. So you mm. are, it's gener, it becomes generational then. Because yeah. you want your children to not lose what you gave them and let their children go. And so many times uh, you'll see it happen with the grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. And they just go out for the sure. window and you don't know how, what happened. And, yeah. and many times it was because you weren't raising ch- child raisers. Mm. You've got to do that. That's good. That's very good. I like that. I like that. All right, Pastor Tommy. Well, this has been excellent. I think that uh, many people need need to hear this. So you know there's a parent right now yeah. struggling. Yeah. Uh, if you could give them one word of advice, where to go in the Bible and say, okay, what, what do I need to do yeah. to get through this day? What do you think that would be? I think what we've already talked about a couple of times now is what I want to reverberate in the minds and hearts of parents who are listening. Don't lose hope. Amen. Do what you know, right? I mean, and, and this is not just in parenting. This is, I think, and we've talked about this so many times, Trey, in every area, area of life, do what you know God wants you to do. Amen. Just do it. Do what you know God wants you to do. And you watch God honor that and bless that. Amen. Don't lose hope because when you walk by faith and you do what God wants you to do, it is going to pay off. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but I promise you, you're never going to go wrong being faithful to God. So continue being faithful in your parenting, doing it the way that God wants you to do it, and you watch it, maybe not today or tomorrow, but over time, as you're consistent, watch it pay off. That's a good word, right? brother. Well, watch it close us out and uh, get us uh, to the end. Yeah, well, we do. Thank you for listening today, and we hope that this has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful for you, go ahead right now and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Uh, whatever your podcast provider service is, leave us a review. Those really help us to get the word out. So leave us a review. Um, five stars reviews. Those are the kinds we want. We want five star reviews. That's all we want. Uh, leave us those reviews and uh, that would be really helpful for us. We hope as always that this episode has helped you connect faith to life.